a blessed day to you all listening to the word of God all over the world on this platform. And if it's your first time to tune in on Inspire Radio Podcast, I would like to assure you, you are not lost. Feel as comfortable as necessary. And to those who are rejoining us for another experience, I would like to say thank you for running together with us in this marathon. All welcome. According to the scriptures from the book of Psalm, chapter 119, verse 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Before we begin our march and introduce the scriptures of today, I would like to take a moment and pray together with you. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we present ourselves before you today and we pray that you illuminate the light of your face upon us and that you anoint your word today to instruct us and to empower us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. The message that we touched upon the last time is still rebounding and it is demanding that we give it our attention for the second time. On the topic of the vagabond, I remember digging deep into the genesis of such a kind of a people, defining as well that a vagabond is a wanderer, a fugitive, a man of no fixed abode, a person in perpetual flight, or a character who is always on the run. And by nature, such a kind is very, very prideful to an extent that we classify that kind as an impious character, as an individual disrespectful to God himself, along with having no regard, no regard, especially for the well-being of the brother. Remember, we spoke about the law of the brother. Hear me well. I want to go deep into the subject and expose the case, for it is indeed a case to fall under the classification or to find yourself being defined by either people or by even God as a vagabond. The originator of the case, we are talking about the man himself, Cain. He was cursed from the earth according to the word of God from the book of Genesis chapter 4 verse 11, which says, And now Abdo cursed from the earth which had opened her mouth to receive their brother's blood from the end. And when you read on to the next verse, it says, When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee his strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. So, the man was rendered 
to become an unfruitful entity when you look into the nature of the curse that was pronounced upon him. At least you forget, Cain was by profession a farmer and he depended upon the ground or the earth yielding its strength for him to survive. So the curse it took away, not only the produce that he gained from the ground, but also the profession altogether. So next time when you look probably upon your own life, your own profession, and you realize that what you do or what you used to do is no longer giving you what is supposed to be equivalent, especially when we compare with the effort that you commit. And if you become a perpetual journeyman, I'm talking about a very skilled individual, but who is always on the move, simply because what you are harvesting from your trade or from your skill set doesn't match the kind of effort that you are applying then you begin to find yourself skipping from one job to another from one opportunity to another from one territory to another and you find that this cycle is repeating itself perpetually in your life then you need to be very careful because that one can be a sure sign of the case of a vagabond now the case when it comes around it deals with your fruits and your productivity and no matter how you like that job no matter how you like to stay in that place to be rooted in that territory the ground will be the one which will force you to run away from it simply because it will no longer be giving you exactly what you are worth in terms of what you are applying. So you find yourself being ejected, being forcefully spilled out of that territory and you begin to wander around. In a more explicit sense, you begin to live a life of someone who is like a person who is thrown into exile. I'm talking about a person who has been cut off from something that was supposed to sustain him or her. And when you look at things, and things are exactly fitting in in this kind of a pattern, then you may be under the curse of a vagabond. Now, watch this. The dynamics of any curse that is pronounced against a person has the effect of touching two things, which are from the spiritual aspects and the other one being from the material dimensions of life. Because what I want you to understand is that each and everything that solidifies in your life before it manifests in this material order, it must be brewed or it must generate a foundation from the spiritual aspects of things in life. So the word that was spoken against this man came. It was a spiritual force 
which in turn it made sure that the man was bound in his operations. I'm talking about he was bound in his material operations in this material dimension. So his blessing was closed in that dimension. It was closed from a spiritual arena and then he found himself operating what uh, under what we call closed doors. I bet that most of us here we are familiar with what are called open heavens as well as what can be called closed heavens. Remember when Jesus gave authority unto Peter because of the revelation when he spoke by revelation that Jesus was the anointed one. Jesus told him that what you are going to bind here on earth is going to be bound also in the heavens. And whatever you are also going to lose here on earth is going also to be loosed also in the heavens. So you can now understand the dynamics of the spiritual atmosphere because he, I'm talking about Cain, he was bound from a spiritual dimension and then eventually found himself operating under what are called closed material dimensions. So a vagabond can never be fruitful. I'm talking about both in the spiritual context of things as well as in the material dimensions. I want you to listen to me closely and I don't want you to lose this for anything else. Watch this. The Bible says from the book of Acts chapter 19, when you read from verse 18 to 19, it says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one scaver, a Jew, and a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped upon them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and shewed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and bent them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Now, the sons of Sceva, the Jew, who was chief of the priests, who is mentioned, I'm talking about the sons also, which are mentioned in the scripture passage that we've just read, are being classified as vagabonds. Now, the word vagabond can also be used to describe a person who vacillates or an unstable entity, a person who can easily rise and also easily fall like a wave. 
being undecided about something or simply wavering between conflicting positions or courses of action. So these are the class of people, when you look at it, who have got serious issues. And James the Apostle spoke about them when you read James chapter 1 from verse 5 to 8. The Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. And it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he will or he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What is very interesting about this scripture, when you look at it, especially from the book of James, is that it is talking about a matter. I would like to call it a wisdom matter. And James is encouraging people to pursue wisdom through prayer and also to receive it through prayer. And he says that one, when he is asking, from God, he must not wave in faith because he who waves is like what he is ultimately calling a double-minded man. And the Greek word behind is deep sukos, which means vacillating or someone who is two-spirited, two in terms of being double-spirited. Let me show you something. When Cain was ultimately cursed, the issue it began, it all started on the altar. A place which must be a place of faith or a place of your visitation. And the reason why Cain offered vegetables to God is not only an issue that can illustrate his disturbing lack of faith, but it can also help us to peep, to have a window, opportunity through which we can look into his wisdom issues. And in this context, the lack of wisdom to be more appropriate. When you look at how the man answered God, when he told God, I'm not my brother's keeper, this does not only portray his impious side, his impious state or his lack of respect to God. But it helped us to understand that he was a man who was completely devoid of wisdom. He was actually mocking God. And such a kind, we can look at it and understand that he was an unrepentant man because he was operating outside of the realm of the fear of the Lord. And we know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the seven sons of this man called Skiva were vagabonds in the sense that even if we can trace the origins to this man called Skiva, a chief of the priests, unlike Cain who got totally 
totally to be removed out of his rootage. I'm talking about him being completely removed out of his association with his father, Abraham. These men, I'm talking about the seven sons of Sceva, they had no faith at all. They were double-minded. They were vacillating. And they were two-spirited or double-spirited. And the whole thing may have been caused by Skeva, the father himself. Because when you try to understand the meaning of his name, it means left. And he was a prince. He was a priest. So he may actually have been the one actually who originated the host this whole thing of uh, vagrancy, especially when we are talking about how his sons eventually emerged on the scene. The Bible clearly says that the men, they were exorcists. And this clearly shows us that they were having this interest. They had a strong spiritual interest. However, without any basis of spiritual association or relationship. Now, spirits, when they are cast out of people, they are cast out on the basis of activating a higher spiritual order against a demon in order for one to be able to evict it out of a person. The men, they said, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preached. So this shows us that them, themselves, they themselves, they didn't care about their own faith in Jesus. What they only cared about was to make a name for themselves without a relationship with the men, with the men bearing the name. I'm talking about either Jesus or even Paul. They didn't have a relationship at all because each and every time when you use the name of an individual, you, have, you are supposed to use it on the basis of a relationship. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, we do so inside of a relationship. And that relationship, it makes us to become witnesses. People with a first-hand account of the power inside that name. And through faith, whenever we call on the name of Jesus, Jesus immediately he shows also on the scene and he begins to witness also that which we call his name for. Now, when you look at the seven sons of Sceva, they didn't care about building such a relationship and they ended up being humiliated by a demon-possessed man. I've observed this trend, especially in our generation, whereby a great deal of people no longer value relationship and they do not want at all to be rooted in faith. Because when we talk about faith, faith, it cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how can they hear unless someone has to preach to them? And also remember that men cannot also preach unless they are sent from God. Now, these days, it's easy to see people shifting from one faith to another. I'm talking about this thing from a religious perspective. Today, you can 
find a certain group of people in a certain church and tomorrow you find them in another church tomorrow under another pastor tomorrow and another sect you know people moving from one place to another without any interest of being rooted in a certain faith in a certain environment and they always come out of this those places with excuses either against someone or even against something and if you are not careful and you are also in the tendency of these things then you may be laying a foundation through which an impure seed may begin to grow inside of you. And with it, it will bring actually the curse of the vagabond uh, along with it. The curse of the vagabond will begin to take root within you. Now, at the end of the day, you become like the sons of Skeva who are unfruitful spiritually and they are easily uh, humiliated by demons. And when you look at such people, they are also never productive even when you look at them physically. Now, watch this. When you look into the word of God from the book of Genesis, and you read from verse 15 to 16. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayed Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. I think we cannot do without Genesis chapter 4, especially verse 16, which we have already read, of course. And this one, it will help us to understand things better. The Bible says, Cain went from the presence of God. And the word presence there is a Hebrew term, which is paunim, which means the face or the continence. So you can understand that initially this man Cain, he could come face to face with God. So he could actually relate closely with God. He had a relationship, so to speak, with God. But when he disobeyed and slaughtered his brother and then he got to be cast from the earth, then the word of God is clearly saying that the man moved away from the presence of God. He did not repent at all. So he cut off his relations. We are talking about how he related with God. He discontinued his relationship with God altogether. And he began uh, 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 moving uh, on his own. And the word of God clearly says that he dwelt in the land of Nod. And the word Nod, it means a land of vagrancy. So it means that Whenever you disobey, there will always be a place for you. Okay, putting it in simple terms, when you love God, there's always a place for you and that place is a church. And when you love beer and you want to drink and become a drunk, there will always be a better place for you and that place will be a bar. 
And if you love war dumps, there will always be a place, and that place will be a brothel. So what I'm trying to show you is that whenever a curse comes upon a person, that curse, it also drives that person out of the presence of God into a place that person will feel uh, very much comfortable. Remember when I was talking about the legion, I said that the demons, when they got control over the man, they drove him outside of uh, a habitable place. And they made sure that the men began to stay amongst the graves, amongst the dead. So Cain also, when he disobeyed God, I want you to, 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 to see something there, that there was something also that was driving this man now from this instance. Because when he was cut off from the presence of God, then it means that he began to operate according to the way and to the will of the devil. And he became someone who eventually found himself dwelling in the land of Nod. And this land, it is a place of vagrancy. If you are curious enough and you read on the scriptures, you come across a time and a place whereby this man procreated and he uh, bare and he it's a son born to him and he called his name Enoch. And when you read on, the Bible says the man, he built a city. And after building that city, he called it after the name of his son Enoch. And you can see now that the man, he began to be a master of his own civilization. I don't know, whatever way you can define the term civilization. And his grandsons, people like Jubal, was the father of those who could handle the harp. <laughs> and the Bible is saying the father of those who handle the harp and the organ mean to say that musicians musicians people could toy around with sound they were born out of this uh, uh, civilization that i'm talking about that's why it is very very easy for the devil to use music as a weapon to divert many people so that they become vagabonds and when you read on his brother jabal he had cattle he was a rancher and uh, we look also uh, along his uh, bloodline, people like Tubal Cain, he was an instructor of every artificer. So I'm talking about people developing skills in this uh, lineage of vagabonds. Uh, when you look at it, I don't want to uh, divert my attention all together and focus on this civilization. The man Cain the father of the vagabonds he was mugged when he left the presence of god <laughs> so when you leave the presence of god ladies and gentlemen and you cut off your relationship with god you attain a mark upon your life and to cain that mark was physical it was a, a mark that he physically attained upon his body and remember he then went away from the presence of god now in these days now a lot of people have been asking me 
to look into uh, the end time gospel and to help them to understand about the mark of the antichrist and what i want to assure you is that when the antichrist shall come completely and manifest in this material order one must know that he will be a vagabond the bible says from the book of daniel chapter 11 verse 37 neither shall he regard the god of his fathers nor the desire of women or regard any god for he shall magnify himself above all so we can see that this antichrist when he comes he shall be cut off there shall be a disconnection there must be a discontinuation from the roots i'm talking about whereby this person is going to disregard even the way the god of the fathers is going to disregard even the education set by the fathers is not going to regard any person he's going to simply self-exalt himself so we can see that this is a seed already we have already defined as an impious so the Antichrist, you will be a vagabond, an impious seed, an impious character without respect to God and also even to men. And you can also see that he will not be able to actually uh, find himself uh, abiding in the presence of God. Now, even though we are approaching the end times, the beginning, it matters a lot. So how it started in the beginning is exactly or, or according to that kind of fashion is exactly how it is going to elapse even in these end times. We look into the word of God from the book of Revelation chapter 13 verse 18. The Bible says, here is wisdom. Let him that it understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score and six. In the Bible is saying, it is a number of a man. And the man who had a number, uh, 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 even in the scriptures, or a mark, because the book of Revelation, when you look at it more appropriately, especially uh, trying to get a, an understanding of this number, 666, you can realize that it was interpreted, but originally, according to how John the prophet saw things, he didn't see a number, but he saw a mark. So what I'm talking about, the mark is the mark of a man. It is a mark that someone already bared in the beginning. And we are talking about the mark of the vagabond, the mark that Cain attained when he left the presence of God. So obviously, we are also living in a in a time and we are approaching the end and and it's very fashionable when you look at it especially because of the advent of technology in countries such as sweden a lot of people right now they are adopting what they are calling biohacking whereby they are putting 
inside of their bodies chips i mean radio frequency chips which must serve as their bank cards or their identity cards so that when they board a train then they do not need to carry their bank card together with them they simply can just scan them and then whatever uh, there will be a connection with their bank account so what i'm talking about is that the mark already it is actually being rolled out even in our time, even in our dispensation. And what I want you to understand is that it is something that is going to originate, that is going to originate from the civilization of the vagabonds. We look into the word of God from the book of Leviticus and you read from chapter 19 from verse 28. The Bible says, you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead nor print any marks upon you i'm the lord the bible is insisting that we must not cut our body and already there are some people who are cutting their bodies and they're putting some things inside and already there are some people who are putting printing their bodies and setting marks upon themselves and the bible is saying you must not do it for the dead you must not do it for the dead. What I want to show you is that when someone leaves the presence of God, automatically when the person terminates his relationship with God, he dies. He becomes a dead entity. He begins to walk or operate from a dead conscience. So we are talking about things that are initiated right now and being introduced in our time by a generation of vagabonds. I'm talking about people who are morally dead. People who do not have regard of their fathers. People who don't have even regard and respect for God. And these things, they are already setting and they are already being released even in our time as we speak. But probably you may be asking me then you know men of god then how is this knowledge going to help me what i want you to take note of is that when you are a vagabond even though if you do not be here a physical mark on your body you bear one on your body somehow spiritually remember when cain was cut off and when he terminated his relationship and understanding with God, then he got a mark and then he left from the presence of God and he went to the land of Nod, whereby he followed after his own things and, and he started his own civilization. So what I'm trying to show you is that when you become a vagabond, already you have the mark on you because there is a mark that follows a vagabond there is a mark also that follows a beast remember an impious seed is a seed who will never respect god and we all know that there are some right now who are sinning against the holy spirit because if there be anything that will never be forgiven man it is a sin against the holy spirit whereby you begin to disrespect the presence of God. So what I want to show is that there is a generation 
that has already been cut off simply because they do not have a basis in a relationship with the presence of God. And I'm talking about a generation that is dead in the conscience and they're already rolling up their thing and setting up their mark cutting other entities and placing their own things in them. And I want you as a, 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 a believer to open up your eyes because we are living in dangerous times. So what you need to watch is your relationship with God. Because if you make that relationship to die, remember there is a scripture that says that for those who have tested of the power of the age to come, if they fall to renew them, it will be impossible because they'll be crucifying Christ again. And when you look at it, there are already some believers who are disregarding their brethren as I have already outlined in my previous message. And they are setting themselves against other entities, even in the body of Christ. And when you see things like that happening, in your life probably it's you then you know that already you are laying a foundation probably for that kind of a seed to germinate inside of you and when you read on even in the word of god from the book of genesis when you look at how things eventually ended i'm talking about the flood remember there is a scripture that says that there was a time when the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they took for them daughter, uh, uh, wives. And the sons that are being spoken of in that context, we all know that they are angels. And I believe that they took from the uh, uh, generation of Cain. That's why we look at how God delivered mankind altogether. He had to choose from the bloodline of Adam and Seth. He didn't choose from the bloodline of Cain. I believe that this one is going to be another message altogether. I'm going to tackle it the next time. I am going to be uh, delivering administration and I believe I'll be talking about giants. I want you to begin to reset your relationship with God because this is what matters above everything else. Because without that relationship, then you are cut off from the presence of God. So ladies and gentlemen, the moment you are cut off from the presence of God, even though you do not bear that mark physically upon your life, upon your body. You already bear it upon your life in the spirit. Because the moment you are disconnected from his presence, you leave his presence with a mark. So, ladies and gentlemen, watch and pray. Let it be that you watch and pray and reset your life. Reset your relationship. Reset how you encounter with others. Do not follow after the impious people without the, uh, any regard for God, without any regard for men, without any regard for relations. You, when you find yourself like that, then you are following after the seed and uh, the, the, the example of Cain. I believe that this message has been a blessing. May God bless you all. In Jesus' name, amen.
from me, Martin Siziva. I believe that this segment has been a blessing to you. You are free to share this message and spread the kingdom of God. This episode has been brought to you, courtesy of Royal Kingdom Embassy. We are located in three centers in Paris, Free States, South Africa, as well as in two centers in Cape Town, Somerset West, as well as Guguletu. Join us every Sunday for worship. For inquiries, please call plus 277-2866-330. Alternatively, you can email prophet.martins1 at gmail.com. Be empowered to experience kingdom life. Thank you.